Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Game by Show podcast, everyone. It is August the 7th, 2019. That is 2019. My name is LeGrand Jolly, your host, joined with me by a man whose anime bull meter has reached maximum capacity, Jeremy Lamont. Hello, Jeremy. I, I just can't anymore with the anime. Can we just stop with anime? We're stopping with the anime. Yes! Special announcement. All Sounds I had good. to do was ask this whole time. In addition... We have a guy who only plays Epic Game Store exclusives, Dale Jones. Hello, Dale. Hi, just uh, signing in from the Epic Game Store here. Man. <laughs> What's up, man? Things Using are, their, their dedicated chat service, right? That new that new feature. Things are looking very exclusive over here. Well, guys, welcome to the show. Is there anything uh, fancy do you need to say? We didn't record on Sunday. Spoiler alert. You kind of kind of let it, let it blow by us, but you know what? You know why? Do you want to know why? It's because Super Smash Brothers was the headliner at Evo. And it was just so depressing that we could not. Oh my gosh. In protest. So Jeremy's anime meter has reached maximum capacity as well as Smash Brothers meter. Is that is this true? Uh, yeah, you know, I think I think that's probably the case. I, I mean, I, I really, really, really feel like PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale was the apex of fighting games. We should have stopped then. We should have just stopped. Was Killzone also the apex of FPS? Oh my gosh, it was the best. It was the best. Actually, uh, for what? me, yeah, yeah, Killzone. Nah. No? <laughs> you don't think so? Nah. No. All right. What? All right. Okay. Well, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll stick with PlayStation All Stars Battle Royale. I can be happy with okay, that. Okay. I, I can. I'm down with this. All right. We're, we we yeah. decided. That's it. Okay. Um. Cool. Well, without further ado, I mean, today is the the Wednesday show officially, and. What we do is we talk about video games. We're skipping the news. There was no news last week. Yeah, I told you everything you needed to know. The the world is a dark. We're at, we're not on the brightest timeline anymore. Smash Brothers headline Evo. Anime happened. Anime was anime was there. I don't fighting know. games. There's too much anime in fighting games, guys. There's too much anime in all the games. I, I played a game with no anime. Please tell me about the anime. No, I mean okay. about the no anime. <laughs> he doth protest. This too is much. a game that has no roots. In any anime, anywhere, oh, guys, nice. I have been playing Hunt Colon Showdown. Oh, wow. Hunt Colon Showdown. Oh, uh, Hunt, sh- Hunt yes. Showdown. Okay, yes, I was confused by the colon there for a second. I'm actually really interested <laughs> in hearing about this. Sorry, subtitle is Showdown. Hunt okay, showdown. game it. is called Hunt. Subtitle Showdown. That's how that's how colon should always be read. Is it like you're hunting people or or what? Listen, I'm going to tell you all about it. I'm going to tell you all about it. Spoilers alert. I'm going to tell you all about it. Uh, I actually uh, believe I s- talked about this game a year ago, mm-hmm. and I wasn't didn't really know much to say about it. Uh, it is still technically in early access, uh, which, as if you've listened to the show, friends of the program might know that I am not a fan of early access. Yeah. For a variety of reasons. A, because early access games are not the full breadth of content. And B, early access games are traditionally can be buggy bug ridden and C I don't want to get burned out on a game that isn't the complete game you know what I mean right yeah. um, I think that happens a lot like it happened with like uh, Conan Exiles it's happened with other games that I've gotten into in early access got burned out technically when they fully release they're better but I was tired of them at that point right right you just glut yourself on the on the lesser product that's right so technically this game is actually still in uh, early access on Steam I believe it's a $30 game Um, It's made by Crytek. You might know them as makers of the Crytek engine, as well as Crisis, 
games. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they made the first Far Cry game as well. I thought they were out of the game development. I, I thought they were kind of like nurturing their their engine, their but, engine. Then, but then not making any more games. So this is interesting. Well, it seems like they got to do it like what Epic does is, you know, continue to push their engine by building games Put out for a wicked it, I guess. Exclusive store. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the cry store is going to be so good. <laughs> Can't wait. And you get a, you get a deal if you use the Crytek engine, right? Okay. Uh, anyway, the, the point point is this game is supposed to be coming out either this month or next month out of early access, technically. And the uh, they have one of those test test uh, beta downloads you can make, like you can download like a test server or something like that. Um, the test version of this game is actually the release candidate for the full game, meaning that it is basically the full game that's going to be released. Um, they're just now testing it on their test server. So I've been playing that. So technically... I I skirt that loophole by playing the actual what's going to be their final version of the game. Right. But let me tell you a little bit about Hunt Showdown. Hunt Showdown is a very uh a very dirty, grimy, spooky, scary game. Uh it it's kind of a amalgamation of genres. You get a little bit of horror going on, you get a little bit of first person shooter, you get a little bit of battle royale, uh you get a little bit of uh PvE. You get a little bit of hunting and a little bit of showdown. Um, <laughs> all that's basically right. all you need to know. Um, <laughs> you basically get dropped into a world. You uh, you spec out into teams of two or three players. Uh, the new version of the game is actually lets you play with three players on a team, where the prior version was only two. Um, so the new final version is three players. They've added a bunch of new stuff for that, which I don't need to go into since now this is going to be the final version of the game. Uh, but you're basically dropped into a world with probably maybe six other teams, five other teams. Um, and on this world, you're in a map and the map is basically the same map over and over again. They make it different by adding different weather effects, uh, different day, night times. Like it could be nighttime and raining. It could be nighttime and fog. It could be a clear night. It could be a daytime. It could be daytime fog. It could be a different, a lot of different types um, of that, but it's basically the same map over and over again. However, uh, I think that the, um, the way that the game feels and looks is very different based on the time of day. Um, and your gameplay experience may be very different because the game, like I mentioned, is also a horror game. And so this is a, but it's a competitive game and you're basically dropped into a world and you have this ability called dark sight and using dark sight, you are directed towards clues. Um, and on the map, you have a whole map that's open to you. And as you use dark sight to identify clues and, walk towards them, and once you find a clue and you interact with it, then it basically will highlight a portion of the map where the next clue or it'll kind of narrow down the map for you to where you need to head to find the next clue and or the the boss that you're trying to hunt. Um, so there are multiple different bosses or boss uh, NPCs boss or boss <laughs> uh, that may be available for you to hunt, and so you're, you're basically trying to find one of those contracts and hunt it down. So you're finding clues as to where this boss is. I guess I left that. So it's out. competitive, but it's PVE, like entirely PVE or it's, it's, in, it's PVE except for that. Um, and this is where the battle Royale comes in is it is it's basically narrowing down the map to a point in the location where you're going to go and find this boss. Uh, when you find the boss, you kill the boss, you, uh, 
do something called banish where there's like a timer it takes a couple minutes but you banish the boss and then once you banish the box you pick up a piece of it and you try to uh, extract out of the area um, however the where the battle royale comes in is that everyone else on the map is also trying to do the same thing and because of the way that the clues are funneling you down to the location of where the boss is ultimately everyone's going to kind of end up in the same right, place right. however throughout the game uh, you're also kind of walking through um, around the map, and there's NPCs all over the place. So there's there's zombies, there's um, you know mean people with fire, there's different types of monsters and witches, and so the game has got a really very uh, like a swampy, uh, deep south type of feel. Uh, it takes place in like the maybe the late eight, 1800s, early 1900s in the deep south. Um, it's very dirty. Uh, the guns that you use are old timey guns. Um, uh, and and it's got a really really scary spooky feel. Like imagine like a fine, uh, Resident Evil Seven type of feel, but in the old time old time West. Hmm. Um, so the overall gameplay is funneling everyone down to extract this boss and extract with it. And so everyone's trying to do that. And so that's where the PvP element comes in. Is that inevitably as you're playing the game, you're going to run into other players, and well you have to kill them or they're going to kill you. Basically. Wasn't there a game like this that you had played a few months ago that was sort of like a bounty hunter kind of kind of game? Does that ring a bell? That's basically this. I, I, like I said, I think I talked about this about a year ago. Oh, okay, um, okay. I, I wasn't as into it back then because it was in even more early access and it didn't run very well on my computer. I didn't really play a lot. I basically talked about it because um, I needed something to talk about and I had played a few games of it, but right, now right, I played right. quite a bit of this game and now I'm, I've kind of... Uh, gotten pretty into it yeah and um, I, I watched you playing this and you seem to be really enjoying it yeah it's it's a lot of fun and, and a lot of the fun is so so the gameplay the overall combat is very very slow paced it's not like a twitch shooter like you would expect from a normal battle royale like it's, it's not like uh you know apex legends or call of duty it's very very methodical like you have a bolt action rifle and you fire one shot and then you have to take, you know, a few seconds to reload a second <laughs> right. shot. And, and so there's no rapid fire to speak of in, in any of these guns. Um, and everything is iron sights. You might have, you might get a scope on your weapon. Um, and so, uh, which will give you that, but basically it's, it's a very, very slow methodical type of game. Um, the other thing that's really, really cool about this game is the sound design is absolutely incredible. The first thing it tells you when you fire up the game is like, Hey, this game is way better with headphones because we use this 3D binaural sound to basically, um, you know, to for, for to full effect with everything. Right, so right. as you're kind of walking around the world, um, sound plays a big part of the game. And so not only do the monsters have really good sound design, but also uh, you when you you hear if you hear somebody fire a gun, uh, you immediately know which direction that gunfire came hmm. from, and so you know that there's going to be players over there. Um, to the same degree as you're walking around the map. So say I'm like, you know, sneaking around a barn trying to, you know, do whatever. There might be some glass on the ground. And if I walk over it, it's going to make sound like breaking glass. And if I'm a player that's close by, I might hear that sound or I might, you know, come across, uh, you know, some chains that are hanging from the ceiling in a garage. And if I do that, it's going to jingle the chains and alert a, you know, a character who's, you know, listening basically for those sounds. If I'm running through the underbrush, I might step on a twig that's going to, you know, make a sound that, that will alert other players. Or I might, uh, you know, spook some crows that are kind of just sitting there perched out on a fence. And if I spook them, they're going to fly off and make a noise. And that'll alert, you know, other players of the location of, you know, where I am. Right. Yeah. So you're kind of always, you're always kind of fighting that um, 
that PVE element where you're always kind of fighting the environment so that you're, A, not making noise um, unless you want to attract people to you. But you're not making noise um, fighting monsters. So you traditionally don't want to just shoot every monster you see. You want to try to kill them with like a knife or you know, melee attacks because they make a lot less noise. Because um, if you do fire a gun immediately, everyone in the immediate vicinity is going to be alerted to your location. Yeah. Um, or the, at least the direction of where you're at. So so you mentioned sneaking. So do you find that you are playing most of the time at a like a running pace or more at like a kind of creeping around? Or what What would the what would you say the the general like uh, countenance Usually the way is? we kind of play is we kind of run around until we hear something happening. And then we'll try to creep that way and try to, you know, take people down. Um if we if we suspect that somebody is in an area, we will immediately go to, to stealth mode. You know, we'll we'll crouch down and walk, um, and then we'll you know sneak around that way. But usually at the beginning of a game, we're kind of more running, so a little bit more loose um, to do that. And uh, yeah, it's 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 just um, if if you don't and you try to run up on somebody, they're immediately going to know where you're at, and then they're just going to get the jump on you. And I'm guessing, even with the old-timey weapons, I'm guessing that you're pretty vulnerable, right? So if you if somebody gets the drop on you, I'm, I'm assuming that you're in trouble. Well, that's the thing. is like since, uh, It depends. It's obviously going to be more beneficial to them, but since the, the game is... Since the, the combat is so... I'm not going to say slow-paced, but since it's more, you know, not run-and-gun, you know, like a Call of Duty, it's more methodical, single-shot all the time... If someone does shoot at you, you do have a pretty good chance, especially if they miss. Since everything is iron sights, and if they're from a long distance and they have a, you know, they're shooting a pistol at you from 100 yards away, chance of them hitting you is going to be right, lower, right, right. Um, and so that kind of takes you into the other the other part of the game where there's kind of a sort of a roguelike element to the game as well, where um, you have a overall character level, an overall account level, which allows you to unlock certain. Um, weapons and certain uh, perks and abilities for your squad but ultimately you also have to recruit the characters that you're actually going to play with you have to go to a um, a recruitment screen and you pay money for those characters and by money I mean in-game currency or you right. get a free one um, and those characters will come with a smattering of different items and different weapons equipped to them um, as you're taking those characters through the game uh, once your overall account level has reached level 11, um, if those characters die in a round, you lose them forever. Oh. Um, but if you Whoa. but if you end up winning, then they will gain huge benefits. Or if you extract with a thing, with a bounty or anything like that, then that character will level up. And as he levels up, you unlock perks that you can equip to them. But then if later on at some point he dies, then that's it, right? So it's, then that's it. It's and like so the ultimate you, risk reward. Exactly. And so it's like, okay, well, this round I can... Maybe I want to screw around, so I'm not going to take out my big high level guy. I'm gonna I'm gonna take a lower level, or I'm gonna recruit a new guy that's a lower level, so I don't have to worry about losing, you know, my high level guy. But if I want to play really serious, I'm gonna play my high level guy with more perks and things like that. You can also um, spend money on weapons to equip that person. So, uh, say you you know you recruit a new guy to your squad, and you're gonna use him, and you don't like the weapon he has, or you want to buy an extra med kit for him, or you want to buy a knife, or you want to buy you know a stick of dynamite to use. Now you can buy those items in the shop and equip them to that character. Uh, so you have like room to hold like one big, you know, main weapon and a secondary weapon. So you'll usually have like a, like some sort of a rifle, like a bolt action, you know, Winchester rifle from like the 1800s or, or whatever. And then you'll have like a, like a, a six, a five shot pistol, you know, like a revolver type of thing mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, in your second hand. Then you'll, you may have a knife, you may have some other things. I mean, usually when you buy like a character, you can 
you, you can see what they have equipped on them by default. So you can say, oh, this guy's got the weapon I like. Oh, this guy's got a perk that I like. Usually they'll come equipped with one perk and then um, a, a smattering of different, you know, random weapons that you can then right. equip and then customize with right. additional gold or whatever. Um, so the game doesn't require you to actually even finish the game if you don't want to. If you want to just go into the game and play the PvE side and kill all the monsters just to kind of level up your character, you can do that and then just go extract. And so on the map, there's a bunch of different extraction points where if you do collect the bounty and extract, then you'll get extra experience by collecting the bounty. Uh, but if you just want to go in there and kill a bunch of monsters and then get out, uh, you can do that and that'll level up your character as well. So as long as you survive the round and either extract without a bounty or with a bounty... Um, then your character lives on um, and gains all the experience from that round. So do you so. get cool like cosmetic uh, upgrades and stuff or what? Uh, there's not really cosmetic upgrades. There's a bunch of different character models that you can get and, and you don't get those. And that's just, you know, depends on who you recruit. They're going to be of a specific look, I guess. And one of the things that they did add to the um, to this latest uh, final version of the game is female characters. So that's something they did add previously. It was just, there was like only a couple different models. And now with the final version, they've, there's a whole bunch of different models, including female characters and um, lots of different guns and lots of different types of weapons. You can also spend money to clean your weapons. So when you first get them, they may be all grimy and gritty. Uh, so you can clean them for a fee. So they're nice and shiny. Uh, anything that you find in the map, so if you happen to uh, come across a weapon that you like or maybe you kill an, an enemy player and you loot his body, if he has a weapon that you prefer, you can equip that weapon. And now if you extract, then that weapon is now your weapon to use. Wow. Um, it also unlocks that weapon for purchase for you in the shop. So once you've got a weapon, um, so you can either unlock weapons by uh, you know, leveling up or you can unlock weapons by you know, getting them from other players and extracting with that's them. interesting. So I'm curious, um, does that seem does that tend to make you personally play more conservatively, or does it tend to make you care less when you lose a character? Because I'm I, I could see myself like getting a character that I really like and then never playing him. Uh it it seems like it's as much as those um perks are a big part of the game. Um, and, and a cool thing to have. I think ultimately your overall gameplay is going to trump. If you're really good at the game, you could play yeah. with a lower level character and still dominate. Um, those perks are great. Like you might get a perk that allows you to uh, sprint for longer periods of time. Or you might get a perk that allows you to rapid fire a pistol. You know, like a, it's called fanning where you, you know, you, 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 know, you hold a pistol up and you're rapid firing the hammer with your left hand or whatever. You know, to kind of fire really quick like they do in the old West movies or whatever, you know, like that type of thing. Yeah. Or you might get a perk that allows you to um, equip an extra uh, medical kit, you know. And so those are the types of things that you're you're getting on the perks um, or one that allows you to bandage faster. And so ultimately um, they're beneficial, but I think I don't think they're I think they've designed it smartly in such a way that, well, yes, it'll give you a benefit. It's not the end all of the game. It's still going to matter you know, how good you are with shooting and how, you know, the weapons that you get right. and how sneaky you can be, right. uh, how tactical you can be. Obviously, if you have more players, you know, you can, you know, be engaging with the team and then send a player to kind of flank on the side or whatever. Um, the aiming also is very, very different. Like when you right click, so you, there's no like uh, shooting from the hip. Um, if you, once you hold down the right click button on the mouse, then it pulls up the, pulls up the gun into like a, like your standard reticle for any other shooter. And then if you hold the shift key, that's when you actually go into iron sights. Oh. So like I said, the, the combat is very, very it's slow, not made to be a twitch running gun. Right. It's for it made to be like, okay, I'm going to pull up, I'm going to aim, 
you know, loading is very, very slow. If you can imagine like loading a right. rifle, like it, it's that animation of you. Powder rod. A rifle. And- <laughs> exactly. When you're loading like a revolver, it's you, you know, flipping it open and knocking out the old, um, you know, uh, the old shells and then, you know, reloading it one by one at a time. And it may take you 10 seconds. And so there might be a perk later on that you can get that decreases your load speed or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, overall, uh, I'm having a lot of fun playing the game. It's kind of like, uh, it's been my competitive game of choice right now. Um, I had some pretty fun rounds. Um, had like an eight kill round, uh, the other day, which when, you know, there's only like maybe 16 players on the field. That's pretty good. I suppose when three of them are you, um, so yeah, it's, it's awesome. I think that people should check it out. I believe it is coming to Xbox, uh, I believe later this year, uh, it's supposed to be coming out for full release, um, this month or next month on PC. It is on steam early access. Like I said, I believe it's, I believe it's $30. Let me look really quick. I believe um, you. Yeah. I think, I think that's what it is, but it's called hunt showdown. And I would reckon it is $30. I would recommend it to, um, anybody it's got very positive reviews and the recent reviews um and the latest test servers what i've been playing on and uh crytek is coming back it's great yeah crytek doing their thing um doing a thing that's what i've been playing hunt showdown dale he thinks it sounds fun he must have been playing something funner though if he wasn't playing hunt showdown uh not so much you know i haven't been playing a whole lot (laughs) lately um actually i did want to talk a little bit about uh, Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Oh, yeah. Dude. Has that uh, been covered as of yet on this podcast? Mm, not that we've so. played. Nobody's played it. Really? Have I, am I the first one? Okay. I think so, because I played uh, like that Curse of the Moon or whatever. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I yeah, played I that, that as well. Um, well, so, so Bloodstained Ritual of the Night is the uh, long in development um, Kickstarter sort of spiritual successor to the Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Uh, yeah, Egovania's back. Subgenre. Yeah, the Egovania <laughs> subgenre. Um, and yeah, as you mentioned, um, a, a good probably year to a year and change ago, they released the kind of prequel bonus game uh, of the series called uh, Curse of the Moon, right? And that was, or is it Circle of the Moon? Curse of the Moon? There's uh, a, I want to say curse. Curse, yeah, because there's a Castlevania called Circle curse of the Moon. Um, well, anyway, so that was that. Uh, this actually is the the full on release that everybody was, uh, you know, everybody kickstarted and was excited about and everything. Waiting for my PlayStation Vita version. Uh, yeah, I wonder. I, I'm probably not going to deliver that, are they? Well, I think they said that they were not. Yeah, doing they that they definitely of, canceled it. Yeah, but I'm not going to uh, let them forget it. Now, time to pitchfork and you know they they sold you a Vita version, Jeremy. You should be outraged. Oh, different platform. How could they? This is legally fraudulent. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, there's not a whole lot to say other than uh, I played. Uh, a how could there not be a whole lot to say after all of that? Come on, there's got to be. How is the music? That's all I need to know. Is there, is there a black disc I can put into my CD? No, player? there's no there's no disc at all. <laughs> uh, I, I got the Switch version. Maybe I should say because one thing I have heard is that the Switch version performs, uh, you know, worse than other platforms. Yeah. I've also versions. heard that even after they patched it, apparently it's still really. Yeah, Why? but uh, you know, in the 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 time that I've played it so far, I hadn't really noticed any issues. So I'm probably right. not far enough into it to really say. Um. So, so far, does it the, does it look good? Is it like no? It doesn't really look very good, sad? actually. No. I don't. <laughs> no. I don't like this art style. This is it's the two point five D sort of like 
it's it's everything is 3D polygons, but it plays on a 2D plane. But you know, flat like on you know what what I've seen, I also haven't been too over yeah, the top. I really would prefer if it had been all sprite graphics, just like, like sprite, yeah. like a, like a real proper Castlevania 2D Castlevania game. You know, that's what Curse of the Moon was for. Uh, yeah, but that was Curse the of NES. the Blood. That was like Curse of bit. the. Yeah, it needs to be 32-bit Castlevania. <laughs> Uh, they're two so they're two like completely different genres basically but i heard that they uh so david Hayter, yeah you know known as uh solid snake he's right. the voice actor for one of the characters in the game yeah oh is he i don't know zangetsu oh you know i haven't i haven't met him yet he's one of the characters from curse of the moon oh but i haven't oh yeah he's the ninja guy right? i haven't run into him in um in ritual of the night yet Okay, well, he is the, um, I guess he's a voice in it, so that's cool. That was a stretch goal from the Actually, the, the main character in Ritual is is Miriam, who is also one of the playables in Curse of the Moon. Huh. So, yeah. So, so how about that? That's cool. I don't know if the two are really related at all, story-wise. I mean, maybe they are. I haven't paid much attention, you know? Uh, I only play, I, I played a few levels of that, of Curse of the Moon, and only a little bit so far of Ritual of the Night. But, I mean, the play experience so far is pretty good. It's, it feels pretty solid. And there's a decent amount of, like, types wep- types of weapons that you can equip. That when you, for instance, change from, like, your your fist to um, a dagger or a broadsword or, like, a great sword or, you know, a rod or what have you. They all feel different, you know, just like they did in, in Symphony, right? Um and you have all these magic powers that you get. It seems like uh, a little bit like a Final Fantasy Blue Mage. You guys familiar with how those work? Nope. Where so you know how in, in Final Fantasy, like all the all the all the enemy types have their like signature attack that they do, right? So mm-hmm. a bomb will explode and a cactus a cactuar will shoot a thousand needles at you and do a thousand damage. Right, you know? right, right. Uh, and as a blue mage, if you get hit by one of those attacks, then you can learn to replicate it and use it against the enemies, right? Like and, Gao from Final Fantasy VI. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he, he is basically a, a blue mage, right? Uh, and so similarly, here in, in Ritual of the Night, um, it seems like it they basically drop crystals randomly when you kill a certain type of enemy. You have a chance that it will drop its magic crystal. And They if did you that in that, uh, one of the other Castlevanias, right? In the GBA Castlevanias. Oh, they might I want to have. say Donna... Aria of Sorrow or Dawn of Sorrow, one of those. You know, I, those, I believe, the, did that. You know, Aria and Dawn were like the only two that I didn't play. Uh, oh, really? Because they, yeah. they had that same system. It was like the magic system in that game was for you to get the items, and you could actually get more and make them more powerful. I think. Yeah, yeah you, like, same thing in this game. So okay. yeah, if you collect the, you know, the skeletons drop a, a, a crystal called, you know, I don't even let's just call it blood Bone curse throw. or whatever. Yeah, that. <laughs> uh, and if you collect more crystals of that, then that attack becomes more powerful. Uh, but there's right. also a sort of corruption mechanic that um, the more crystals you're carrying around and thus the more powerful of a sort of mage that you are, the more liable you are to be suffering some um, detriments due to this like, uh, you know, corruption. Um, so it seems like kind of an interesting system. Um, and so far the, the map is nice and, and big and, um, expansive right uh but it doesn't seem to double back on itself a whole lot just yet so i'm not quite certain if it's going to be as interlinked 
uh, for example, as like the castle in Symphony of the Night. Um, I know some of those other GBA and DS games were more um, almost stage by stage as opposed to like a, a, a big interlinked. I don't think Ari of Sorrow and Donna Sorrow were definitely a big castle. I think that the Portrait of Ruin was more like yeah. go through a portrait and play the level like Mario 64 was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and from what I've played of Order of Ecclesia, it's more uh, it's more like that and less interconnected. Right. I believe that Don and Aria were both more of like a big open map, though. Yeah, and then Circle of the Moon and what was it called? Harmony of Dissonance, I think, was that second one. How many were there? Uh, there were three <laughs> on each platform. So okay, I, I played all of them. Six plus. Symphony. I believe I played all of them. And then there was the XBLA game also that was like multiplayer. What? That was called uh, the HD. It was like yeah. something of something. It was also something. It was also. Oh, I heard that one kind of sucked though, right? I think that reviews. I think people just didn't like it. It was like a. It was like a micro Metroidvania kind of game that I, I thought was. I didn't. Neat. I never even played it. I I just remember hearing about it and thinking that sounds pretty strange. Yeah, it was weird. Um, yeah. Huh. Now I'm curious what the subtitle of that one was. Well, something of something is what it was called. Yeah, yeah, something of something. So generally speaking, then, recommend, not recommend? Uh, generally speaking, so far, so good, but I haven't had all, all that much time to put into it. I got past like the first boss, and then you get to this area where you meet a couple of NPCs that are there to like help you out when you come back from your forays deeper into the environment, you know? Um, yeah. And then I was just about to move on to the next environment, and I think I did, actually. I went on a little bit further, but... Uh, and then I got like got to a save room and it was, you know, time to do something else. Also, I know, I know you mentioned that you're playing on the Switch. Have you noticed personally any slowdown or any weirdness with performance on the Switch? No. Or is it just kind of like whatever? No, I mean, it seems so, it seems fine so far. Uh, but it seems like this is a game that, like all games, I would like rather play on the also, Switch. Also, you know what? I was uh, playing at Docked, so that might have something to do with that. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Um, I will I will only play it not Docked. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, don't. yeah I, I've heard, I mean, we mentioned at the beginning, but I've heard that it's not great. Well, that's good to know. Wise. <laughs> yeah. Well, that sucks. Maybe the new Switch. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the tiny one. <laughs> Fewer pixels. I want one of those. So the, the, I'll, I'll have to put more time into it. Um, and I'll, I'm sure I'll get around to it at some point, being as, as big a fan as I am of uh, that little subgenre of Castlevania. Cool, man. Well, uh, cool. That sounds That sounds great. I need to play that game eventually. I'm going to get to it. Someday. It's on the list at the very least. Cool. Um, what about what about you, Jeremy? Well, Jeremy man, I uh, I've been getting on board with the uh, the popular opinion these days. Uh, you may have heard that Grand Theft Auto Online is a thing. And you may also have heard that there has been a significant uptick. I think they have something like the highest surge of player count or something for Grand Theft Auto Online since, what? since the release of a new DLC free add-on called the Diamond Casino. And uh, I did not play a whole lot of Grand Theft Auto Online. Uh, the, the last time I really played uh, GTA 5 was on the PlayStation 3. Um, and I didn't quite get to the end and I kind of just fell off it, got it for the PlayStation 4, never really carried over my progress. So I ended up starting over from scratch and, uh, this past week had an opportunity to try out GTA 5. There were some, there was a, a Twitch, uh, you know, if you have Twitch prime, they were giving away penthouse, you know, stuff that normally costs a bunch of money. So I'm like, link that and then had the opportunity to play. So, uh, I did. And uh, I, I guess I don't know. Have either of you guys played GTA Online? Not. Just, a, I haven't played GTA Five at all. Uh, actually, I played it back when 
it first came out on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, just like just like some. So uh it's a mess now, uh basically. Um <laughs> is the no, economy well, all messed up? Well, so so the thing is that yeah, a little bit for new players and stuff, everything is really expensive. Um but but I guess I want to kind of distinguish a couple things. So there is the Grand Theft Auto online experience that is basically Grand Theft Auto but with other people kind of dropping in and dropping out of your game. A little bit like Burnout Paradise where somebody just kind of like, you know, warps into your game, smashes you up and then, you know, griefs you for a little while and then they're gone. Um, and you know, there's still missions that are sort of in character, like in game, uh, you know, characters that you had in the main scenario, the actual single player scenario, and, and they will still call you on your phone and tell you like, Hey man, I've got this big score or whatever. And if you accept that, it'll pair you up with up to, you know, typically four players for, for a lot of these heists. And things. If you ever played the heists in in Grand Theft Auto Four, there were there was like a just little baby steps into online. But some of the most fun things were the heists, the multi-stage, multi-person, sometimes coordinating. You know, like hey, you've got to go steal this helicopter, and you know you've got to go like clear out the military base, and then the helicopter is going to carry this submarine over to what the actual goal is, or so you know, just just stuff like that. It was really kind of fun. Uh, Red Dead also had some similar. You know, claim I, I did some of the original Red Dead Redemption heists or the the co op multiplayer stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I I when I was playing GTA Online, that stuff was hadn't been released yet. So I know it came like later, right? It didn't come right at launch. Uh, I, I think just in general, online was was a little bit. Um, well, online didn't wasn't main... available at launch to begin. Yeah, with, exactly. It was after it, it came out, and then they slowly added heists and yeah, and they've basically slowly been adding stuff ever since then. There have been a number of releases like Tron Light Cycles and wait, what? Um, yeah, there was a there was a Light Cycles thing for a while, and I wanted to play it, but I can't I can't actually tell. The thing is, it's really hard to figure out how to do stuff when you look <laughs> at your map. There's just stuff all over the place, and it's like, what am I doing? Well, Jeremy, and, you're and supposed the, to have been living in that game ever since I, it first came I, out. No, that's the thing. You're so have like, the map memorized. You don't have to actually look at the map. Anymore. Not not only that, but like all of these people who want to call you on the phone. If you had been playing from the beginning, you're probably like, oh, there's nothing to do. Nobody's calling me. So whenever they whenever they launch a new thing, you're like, ah, a new person to call me. For me. I've got like six people on hold waiting to tell me about this great <laughs> score that they've got lined up for me. Um, there are some, there are a few interesting things. So there, there are kind of like general, um, I mean, sort of like Red Dead, there, there's kind of a variety of things like that, you know, go, uh, go do a drive by on these gangbangers, uh, you know, go rob this guy, steal that, destroy something, you know, just kind of, kind of the general run of the mill stuff. Um, but then they have added over time, uh, uh, a series of kind of like in in Assassin's Creed, they had the villa, you know, that you'd build up. So they have a lot of things you can buy real estate in this, and it's not limited to only your little personal residential pad, but they have uh, nightclubs that you can get and nightclubs uh, can be filled with people. You can customize them with things like dancers and lighting and uh, you know, you can actually have secret sub basements that will have storage and places for cars and uh, just all kinds of things. They also have uh, warehouses or facilities, I guess they're called in the game, that you can use to launch ops. Uh, you can get your own hangar to to do. Uh, who who was the guy in the main scenario who who did the like the smuggling? Like you'd fly somewhere and like land somewhere and do a thing. Listen, I don't I don't remember anything about yeah, that. Yeah, I I, I, I kind of don't either. I, I I see their initials. There's like you know Leon or whatever, and I'm like okay Leon. Um, but but then Leon uh, S Kennedy. 
Yeah, him. Yep. And uh, good old uh, Chris Redfield and his huge arms. Um, but then they they so you can actually build up your your own little place and, and that unlocks missions with certain people. So it, it kind of gives you this idea of like, hey, I'm working my way up the criminal underworld or I'm a legitimate businessman or, you know, however you want to however you want to do it. And And on top of that, then they have just kind of free floating modes that you can kind of invite people to on your given server and your given session, you know, you've got say 16 people just running around causing havoc. You can say, Hey guys, I want to do a uh, demolition derby and just invite everybody. And if you get enough people, you can decide to launch into a demolition derby. So they have modes that are, uh, and I tried out a little bit of this. They have modes that are, I can't remember their actual name for it, but it's essentially like, you know, uh, Mad Max road warrior, you know, put a bunch of spikes on your car and scoot, uh, you know, a, a bomb around until it explodes or something like that. And there's kind of a bunch of random stuff. Uh, there was a mode where uh, you actually dressed up in the Tron outfits, but it was actually a capture territory sort of Splatoon-esque kind of thing where you you run around a map and shoot people, but it really is sort of tabulating the amount of space that you run onto and capture little grid squares and things like that. Um, and just all, all kinds of things, all kinds of things. And I didn't have a chance to play it all. They, they even have a, um, a mode and I, and again, I can't remember what it's called, but it was basically a uh, battle Royale where you could have teams of <laughs> two or three people, uh, float down and, and it basically said last team standing wins. I forgot how to use the parachute and kept tilting my stick forward. And I basically smashed my face on the ground into a blood smear and I was out. Uh, so that was my experience with that mode. Um, but then the casino. So the casino is the newest thing. So so that's just sort of all what's been going on in GTA Online for the last, I don't know, five years or whatever. Uh, the casino is um, – they they basically have added more content. So there are some new heists. I think – I believe there are five new heist missions that come with the casino. There is, of course, the casino itself, which is a big complex that uh, – you know, it looks bigger on the outside, but there's a garage in it that you can park your car. There's – the actual casino floor where you have slot machines and uh, working poker games, blackjack. Um, what do they have? Roulettes. I was hoping they would have a craps table. They did not have craps. I was really looking forward to that. They have a VIP area that you can buy into. They have penthouses that you can get on the casino. Those are super expensive. And that's actually one of the things that Twitch was giving away. I mentioned Twitch Prime. So if you have that, I believe that's still on offer if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, and, and that's a minimum $1.5 million purchase right there so it saves what does that you. even mean well is that a lot of money to me it's a lot because i started out i believe i even got some bonuses like the accumulated login bonuses that i guess you're just entitled to but earning money is slow all of the stuff that you do will get you either money or prestige points you can you can level up um but money seems to be pretty slow going the casino though i sat down and played a game of uh blackjack and won like ten thousand dollars in my first round and then i got up and left um, so it, it, wow, it, you left when you were up. That's yeah, like yeah, did, exactly. Right? Then I went and lost a whole bunch of it on slots, but, um, no, I did not actually. <laughs> but the thing is that all the stuff is like a little bit out of my reach. So if you're playing GTA online and, and you know, it's not that you shouldn't play it, but, uh, just kind of be aware that, that all of the cool stuff has been accumulating over time for a lot of other people. If you're like me and just starting out, you just have to remember that in order to do anything, you kind of need a base of operations first, but you kind of have to do a bunch of stuff to get enough money to get. I mean, you really do have to claw your way up from the criminal underground, you know? Did you come into this having completed the single player and does that help if so? No, it is completely separate. In fact, when you load the game, you can choose when it's, you know, when it's showing all that GTA art and playing that, you know, 
low yeah. and slow music and, and loading up. You can actually tell it, nope, don't do that. Load load the online. They're completely separate from one another, except that some of the characters, some of the NPCs carry over and are are your contacts in GTA Online. So there's really not, as far as I'm aware, any crossover uh, whatsoever. Um, I did not complete the campaign in GTA 5. I actually really would like to, but I'm going to have to start kind of from the beginning again, which doesn't really thrill me. Um, but GTA Online is a is a pretty decent little experience, and it is still like that fun mayhem that you can always get from from Grand Theft Auto. Um, even just like rolling around and just like shooting people up is still fun. They've actually gamified it. So in addition to the actual set discrete missions, sometimes it'll just pop up with like, a, hey, a challenge is starting. Set the set the fastest land speed record out of everybody in the next five so minutes. Do you think that GTA is still the king of that sort of gameplay, or has like you know Saints Row or or, or what what have you kind of usurped some of that? Uh, well, if you're asking me if Saints Row is a big online presence to to contend with GTA Online, I would say probably not. Um, th- this is probably the one that's like this. I mean, there have been mods for things like San Andreas and and stuff like that, but this is the actual, you know, Rockstar is still supporting it. And, you know, I kind of get the feeling like it, it is, I mean, they're still injecting content into it, but I still kind of get the feeling like it's getting a little tired, I think, at this point. Like it's pretty old by now, GTA V. <laughs> Yeah, and and it is the accumulated stuff of the last five years, which which like I said, to a new player, there's it's just like spaghetti. It's like a bowl of noodles, and you're trying to figure out, okay, what thread am I supposed to follow here? Um, but once you settle in, and once you kind of goof around a little bit, and kind of figure out, okay, I think I'll go buy a nightclub now, and you know, th- th- there are still ways. I mean, it is open ended in that way. Like if you want to pursue your you know dream of ill gotten riches. How do you want to do that? They give you a lot of vectors to do that. Um, you know, they they still also will reward you. In fact, uh, Casino has a, a daily wheel spin where you can get free stuff. And one of the best things you can get is a custom special new car. I got a new car on my first spin. So I'm rolling around in like a, a hot, like well responsive, super fast car. And it's my personal vehicle. So it stays with me all the time. I mean, maybe I have to call in an insurance claim on it if it gets exploded by a rocket launcher, which it did. Um, but, uh, you know, it's just, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that, that, that can kind of, um, interact with, with one another. And, you know, just like in the main game, anytime you pull over to some, you know, roadside dive and play darts or whatever, and all that stuff works. Um, so there, there's just a lot to do, a lot to entertain you, a lot to keep you potentially chasing the, the dollar, you know, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the ever attractive, uh, lure of, of money. The almighty dollar. The almighty dollar. If you're if you're interested in uh, the, the idle Moloch, uh, that that is there for you. But uh, but it is a little bit overwhelming at first. And you know, one of the other things that happens too is I find that uh, it, it seems like it's difficult to get a large number of people in the server to decide like, yeah, I want to do a heist. So you end up waiting for five minutes or whatever, and then maybe nobody joins you or something. And so you kind of have to just get on board with whatever the people are playing pretty much but uh but there's a lot to do and it's fun and you know still customize your character and kind of live out your alternate uh, evil self or or you know best self depending on who you are i guess um and um you know i don't know i think it would be a lot more fun with friends though so if you have gta and haven't really dug into the online maybe get a couple of friends and roll around with the crew and and that that's way fun i mean honestly the the cooperative um, heists and, and those those long form missions, in my opinion, are some of the best that GTA 
has has ever had to offer single player or multiplayer uh that stuff is way fun and uh you know finding ways to like cheese the system or whatever or like i'm gonna drive my corvette onto this uh you oh, know, freight you barge and run over people on there and they never intended it. stuff like that is like really fun and weird and cool <laughs> um so so yeah i i would say uh it, this is probably a fine time to get back into it rockstar seems to be pretty proud of the diamond casino as a casino, like it's okay, but there are some ways to get some some money and some free stuff, so it's at least worth checking. It doesn't cost you anything, so why not? Uh, and uh, you know, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe you'll find that you uh, that you really dig it, and you find something in there in that big pasta bowl of stuff uh, that really that really speaks to you. So, Grand Theft Auto Five Online still out there, still being naughty, still making a ton of money for St- still making a ton of money for Rockstar. Yeah, like an evergreen sort of naughty thing. by nature. So, Yep. And uh, folks, uh, still out there and being naughty, the Game Bite Show podcast, still doing that thing twice a week or maybe once, depending on you know how the week goes. But uh, we are here and we will be here and we welcome you to join us. That will do it for this episode. If you have any comments about the games that we played, if you uh, have thoughts on the latest Egovania, if you have uh, any comments on the titles of old Castlevania series, if you uh, are playing something in early access, if you like the Cry Engine, whatever, uh, let us know about that. You can find us on Twitter, out on social media, at Game Bite Show. You can also reach out to us individually i am at jeremy underscore lamont you can find me at legrand and i am up there at count elmdor uh you can also find our fourth man jared red i done at red underscore i you can find his work over at twitch.tv slash game show uh this past week we played myth the fallen lords we are doing this week a a, a retrospective on games from our respective past games that we liked to play uh going way back into the 90s into the 90s or even beyond i've actually got something up my sleeve that uh, i think will be pretty cool so come join us on twitch.tv slash show hit the subscribe button be notified when we go live you can also find us at gamebyteshow.com find the archive of our back catalog of podcasts lots of good stuff going all the way back there find a link to our discord server come join us talk about video games with us join in whatever it is that we happen to be doing suggest a game club if you want to play with us uh, who knows we might uh, you know maybe we'll play gta online maybe it's time for more uh, pirates of uh, black wake or whatever it is you know whatever we, we might play some stuff with you so come join us there and of course stay tuned for our next episode which will come in just a few short days we'll talk to you about the news the new releases and a special topic of discussion that is going to do it for this episode of your game bite show podcast until then thank you so much and we'll see you next time See ya. Be seeing you.
Gail says goodbye. <laughs>